Hello and welcome to The Road to Net Zero, a podcast from the Advanced Propulsion Centre. My name is Clem Silverman and we're excited to announce the release of our latest quarterly demand report. This report forecasts automotive battery chemistry production for the first time. We also provide a supply chain forecast timeline shifted to 2027 and 2030. In this insight report, you'll also find the impact of the Inflation Reduction Act starting to be seen in European supply chains. And we take a first look at lithium demand for 2035. The report also looks into the potential of recycling from portable electronics such as laptops, phones and e-cigarettes for lithium extraction and supply to the automotive industry. Here's Chris Jones from our Technology Trends team to explain more. Hi, I'm Chris Jones, Strategic Trends Manager at Advanced Proportion Centre and I'd like to talk you through the Q4 2022 quarterly demand report. We have a few new things to talk about, so let's talk about supply chain activity first. In previous quarterly demand reports, we've looked at 2025 for the European supply chain forecast. This quarter, we're looking at 2030, but we're also including 2027. Why are we looking at 2027? In 2027, the rules of origin in the trade agreement between the UK and Europe change. From 2027, an electric vehicle produced in the UK needs at least 55% UK or EU originating material in order to qualify for tariff-free trade. The battery within that vehicle must have at least 65% EU or UK material at the cell level and 70% at the pack level to qualify for tariff-free trade. So we thought it's important to include 2027 in the supply chain forecast. And you'll notice that we've also included 2027 in all of the supply and demand forecasts throughout the quarterly report. Another new thing to highlight is that we've now included our battery chemistry forecast. Here we're looking at what type of chemistry will be produced for automotive batteries across the world, Europe and the UK. Note that we are forecasting automotive batteries. This means this forecast is excluding stationary storage and excluding portable electronics. So what do we see when we look at that forecast? Well, from a European and UK point of view, nickel-based chemistries, chemistries continue to dominate through to 2030. But from a global point of view, we see a more even share between LFP and nickel-based chemistries. What else is there to highlight in this report? Well, we're starting to see the impact of the Inflation Reduction Act, and that can be seen in the supply chain activity in Europe. Now, this means that some investment is moving to the US. However, this is a really volatile situation and an ever-changing landscape. So we would encourage you to come back again next quarter and see how the European Union's response impacts that activity. The other thing to highlight is that supply chains have started to ease. So we've all heard about chip shortages over the past 18 months. And with China reducing their restrictions due to COVID, we're seeing that easing up now. However, there have not been any real investments in the production of analog chips. Analog chips are found throughout a vehicle. There are hundreds in the typical electric vehicle, all the way from the battery management system through to your automatic wipers. What we saw in the past couple of years 
were features like heads-up display disappearing from the market due to the shortage of these chips. Now, those chips are available, however, there is not an increase in supply to meet the increasing demand and there isn't a stockpile, which means there really is a risk in this supply chain if anything further happens to create more strain. Okay, so those are the changes this quarter and a summary of the news. Now let's talk about our insight piece. We wanted to look at lithium supply and demand for 2035. So first of all, I'm going to talk about supply and then I'll hand over to Luke Bates to talk about demand. So what's happening with lithium supply looking to 2035? Well, if we look at mining, we know there are projects announced. We know there are some projects likely to increase supply. However, this is really quite minimal compared to the deficit there is likely to be in the coming years. And there are two issues here. One is an uncertain global economy, which means investors in mines don't want to put that into new mines. Two is the cost of lithium. OEMs are trying to drive that cost of lithium down in order to control the cost of the battery and the overall vehicle. Again, for a mine, that means that they don't have as much money coming in to justify investment in a new mine. And finally, if you are owning a mine, a limit to supply means a higher price. So frankly, a limit to supply is a good thing for you. And you don't want to necessarily double the supply and then create a situation where you're oversupplying and reducing the price. So it's understandable that mine expansion and new mining might not grow at the same rate as demand. However, there is another form of supply and that is in recycling batteries. So we have recycling from the Gigafactory scrap. Every Gigafactory has its own scrap as it makes a battery and that can be recycled to feed that same Gigafactory. There are electric vehicles that will be coming off the market, retiring for various reasons, and there are portable electronics. So we've looked at each of these in turn to look at the supply forecast. Summarising those, for gigafactories, we see that it's likely that gigafactories will try to co-locate with a recycler. The reason for this is it's a lot easier and cheaper for the recycler to focus on a single source of material from a gigafactory. They know what they're getting, it's small and easy to handle. So that makes a lot of sense. The gigafactory can supply their scrap for free to the recycler, and the recycler can potentially charge a reduced rate to the gigafactory to supply raw material. Looking at electric vehicle batteries gets really quite interesting. So there is an expectation that there will be growing retirements of electric vehicles looking forward to 2035. However, there's a lot of studies to say that an electric vehicle could easily last 15 to 20 years. Many forecasters look at a 10-year lifespan or a reduction to 80% charge capacity at the battery. What we're actually seeing is a drop in battery capacity at the start of use of a vehicle, but then it stays stable for a very long time and we simply don't have vehicles on the market long enough to understand how long that time is. So in our forecast, we've looked at retirements at 10, 12 and 15 years. And for the final scenario, we've used 12 years as our baseline. However, it's perfectly possible that 15 to 20 years may be what we see for the majority of electric vehicles. 
And if that's the case, that means that that supply of materials will take much longer to come online. This creates a real risk to supply for batteries. Finally, we looked at portable electronics. Currently, the collection rates for portable electronics are around 20% globally. The European Union has a target to raise that to 73%. If you look at our forecast, you'll see that the amount of lithium we can get from portable electronics at a collection rate of 20% is not that far off the amount of lithium that can be recovered from gigafactory scrap. It's potentially an enormous source of lithium, but what needs to happen is increasing those collection rates as the European Union has stated it wants to do. Now I'll hand over to Luke Bates to talk about the demand side of our 2035 model. Thank you, Chris. On the lithium demand side, we have also modelled that sodium ion batteries will take more of a share of lithium ion batteries by 2035. We have modelled that around 5 million smaller cars and vans will use sodium ion batteries instead of lithium ion by 2035, which has a fairly significant impact on lithium demand. In larger SUVs and vans like the Range Rovers and the Vauxhall Vivaros of this world, we foresee that car manufacturers and OEMs may use modular electrified platforms and this will enable an easier switch from fuel cell to battery electric and vice versa on the same vehicle production lines. In response and being flexible to market dynamics like the lithium shortages that we might see in 2030 and 2035. This also has a fairly significant impact on reducing lithium demand. Thanks Luke. If you'd like to learn more, please do go to our website apcuk.co.uk and download the report and we'd love to hear your feedback on the new items that we've introduced this quarter. Thank you.